Hi, and welcome to the Aquilting Life podcast. I'm Chelsea from Chelsea Stratton Designs. And I'm Sherry McConnell from Aquilting Life. And today is January 8th of 2024. It's our very first podcast episode airing this year. And as promised, we have some very exciting things, as you can see on the wall on the table. We also are excited to announce our special guest, and it is Kimberly Jolly of Fat Quarter Shop. (laughs) But first, before we get into that, mom is going to talk about the exciting stuff for the Make-A-Wish quilt, uh, charity quilt along, uh, the Moonbeams quilt. So mom, tell us a little bit about it before we get into that. Yes. So we are really excited to have the Moonbeams quilt from Fat Quarter Shop on the wall behind us. It is made with our strawberry lemonade fabric and with the addition of the navy border fabric, navy background fabric, which is a special skew that was added especially for this project. We actually have the fabric on the table. It is gorgeous. I can't even tell you this quilt is stunning in the photos that I had seen of it, but having it here, it is just beautiful. I just, I want to just start sewing right now. And I actually can, cause I have, we have the patterns yeah. a little bit early. It's chef's but kiss. Yes. We are so excited to be sewing along with this quilt along. And you will notice on the table too, we have the cross stitch version of the moonbeams, and it is just beautiful and gorgeous and finished so beautifully. They sent along The embroidery floss for this comes in this beautiful Moonbeams box, which is a keepsake in and of itself, and the floss is inside. They also sent along this beautiful needle minder, which is gorgeous, made especially for the quilt along, and then the navy Ada cloth for the cross stitch, and then they also sent along to so, so that we could see the cross stitch display board, which I didn't realize... It just seems like there's so many beautiful ways to display your cross stitch now. But so you just buy the board and it it actually has the hanger already drilled into the back. And so they've mounted it on the board with some matting behind. And it is just absolutely beautiful. I also love the, did you see the button right there? Yes, I did see the button. And they fussy cut one of our background fabrics. Very cute. So... Anyway, we're really excited to be sewing along with this. And as Chelsea mentioned, the prof- the proceeds that are raised from this go to the Make-A-Wish Foundation, which is a charity that Kimberly has been working with for many, many years. She has actually been doing this charity so long for 11 years, yeah. she said. Yes. And we've already recorded our conversation with Kimberly. We did it just a little bit earlier this morning. And it is a great conversation. (laughs) Okay, so before we get into our interview with Kimberly, we do want to mention our sponsor, Cozy Earth. So grateful for them. And they have just so many amazing products and actually have sent us some new products that we are excited about. We have the large blankets, the there's a waffle blanket. The waffle and the knit. Yes, and the knit. And also Billy just got some joggers. Yeah, too. he's gonna actually give us a review on yeah. the joggers for our next podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, like just it. just recently got yeah. a hold of them. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but we're 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 still in 2023 right now. Yeah. As we're recording. Yeah. 
but we, uh, they also have towels and they have skincare now, which mom has. And the sheets are the sheets as always. <laughs> yeah. So we are just grateful for them for giving us a, and finally the gift of a good night's sleep. Yes. So. <laughs> and don't forget that you can get 35% off using the code a quilting life at cozyearth.com. Okay, so we're just going to bring the interview on with Kimberly now. We we used a, a diff- little bit different technology for that. I actually really liked it. I loved it. So Chelsea and I were in separate rooms. Yeah. And then, of course, Kimberly was in Texas. And you can see all three of us on your screen. Yeah, I, I just want to mention that real quick is that people might wonder, why is Chelsea in a different room? But <laughs> it was I wanted everyone to be able to see everyone clearly. And having microphones, they would if they're in the same room, they would bleed into each other. So I just I figured that'd be the best way. But I wanted to ask, does because at the end of the of the end of the interview, Kimberly gives us a little insight into her life outside of quilting. Is that <laughs> well known information? Do people know that, or is yes. this going to be revealing for for listeners? No, people know. know. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was. I learned of that, so that was that yes. was interesting to you hear. You watch her, her live streams, you know. And, yeah, and if it. you follow her on Instagram, you yeah. know that she. Okay, yeah. I won't reveal what it is yet, but I was surprised <laughs> yes. how into that she was at at the end of you guys' conversation yeah. today. Okay, so let's get into it. Well, so here we are today. We're very excited to be here with Kimberly Jolly from Fat Quarter Shop. And we just thought this would be a fabulous way to kick off our new year. And we're excited to have all of you here with us. You might recognize that we're in three different spots for this recording. Chelsea's actually in my sewing room. And Kimberly is in Texas, of course. And I'm in the podcast room here at our studio. So... We're just going to get started. I know you want to hear from Kimberly, and we're going to start off. She's going to tell us all about the quilt that is behind me. Yeah, so this is our 11th year raising money for Bank-A-Wish, and it's like the thing that I'm the most proud of at Fat Quarter Shop. We try to raise a ton of money every year to grant wishes uh, for kids in Central Texas. And so last year, we raised $114,000. So we raised money from our customers. We raised money from uh, Kevin and I donate $20,000, and Mark Dunn at Moda Fabrics donates $10,000. And we have a campaign where you, when you donate, it goes directly to the foundation so um, they can use those funds immediately. And we use your fabric collection, Strawberry Lemonade. And the quilt is behind Sherry. And we wanted to do something really fun with the background because I feel like a lot of quilts are going away from the white background. So we wanted to do something. So we came up with, we took one of uh, Sherry and Chelsea's skews and we turned it navy. And so that's going to be really exciting because we've never done that with a Make-A-Wish quilt before. So I think this year it has something just a little bit extra special. Yeah, I love that navy print. I actually have some that just arrived here and it is gorgeous. It is so gorgeous. Yeah. 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 
We were so yeah. Excited. It was really, it was really fun because you know we got to pretend we were designers because they sent us strike offs like they sent y'all. Oh, <laughs> so we were like, oh, we get to pick a fabric. <laughs> oh, that was such a great idea. We were we were super excited about that. And for those who are watching now, we we actually did show the embroidery during the introduction for this podcast. We have all that on the table with Chelsea and I together. So just so excited for this to get started and to sew along with you so yeah and we'll put a link in the description box or wherever so that you guys can donate to make a wish so oh, that's our main idea. goal is to 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 raise money for make a wish you know donations have been down due to the economy so we're trying to come up with creative ways to keep that money coming in for make a wish oh yeah that's a great idea we'll have that link in our description so perfect okay well i since it's the first episode for a new year, and since you probably get more done than anybody I know, I just thought it would be super fun to just ask you how you come up with all of your creative goals for a year. So I start way in advance, but I kind of live by the motto that I only sew what I'm inspired by because over the years I've tried to like you know throw in stuff that maybe you know people request or people want more of this and I just I don't ever finish the project because I don't like it so <laughs> I have just found that I just have to if I love something figure out a pattern to go with it and then I just schedule it and I tell myself what I have to do each week. And if you do just a little bit each week, it all adds up into a big thing. Um, so yeah, I just have to really like use my time wisely and wake up really early on the weekends. Oh. <laughs> so you do, you schedule sewing time. How many days yeah. a week do you think like? I would say two. I do a lot of it on the weekends okay. and a lot of it at night, but it's just okay. kind of whenever I can. Right. Yeah, uh, I love that you schedule it. So I feel like I have to do that too. And if it's not on the calendar, it doesn't get done. Right. Like I have this motto about Sundays. So people in my life will be like, well, what are you doing next week? I'm like, I don't know. Ask me Sunday because Sunday I sit down and I look at my whole calendar for the whole week, my calendar, Kevin's calendar, the kids calendar. And then I figure out what I'm going to do each day, how much I have to get done. I even like schedule by project each day, but I also live week to week. I never plan too far ahead because I can't keep up with myself if I get too far. Like if I get three weeks down the road, I can't remember what right. I'm doing. So I have to do it like every week. So Sunday, I really take time to just sit and plan my week. Oh, I love that. That kind of like goes along with the second question I had on the list. And it really does sound like you already answered it, but that you do block times for your sewing mm -hmm. and creating. And what, a, and then I asked you also weekly, monthly or quarterly, and you just pretty much explained that you don't really go beyond mm -hmm. a week or so at a time. Yeah. Yeah. And when I plan my projects for the year, I try to really think of what I can actually get done. Um, and so what I love about your uh, free block of the month that you do every year is just one block every month and everyone can commit to one block every month. And so it makes it really easy. And I like the sew alongs that give you time to do it where it's not too rushed. Um, and that's kind of how I pick things is, is it achievable? Is it doable? Can I actually finish it? 
Oh, yeah. I also, and this wasn't my idea, it was somebody else's idea, but I made a printable for it. But she said, you know, we always talk about all the quilts we finish. What about all the blocks we finish? And so I made this little printable that you, for every month you can color in a circle every time you finish a block, you know, so you can mm -hmm. feel that sense of accomplishment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's been really fun. Yeah. So I think Chelsea has some questions for you too. <laughs> I do. I do. Kimberly, I wanted to ask you what trends you're seeing right now in the quilting world. So I would say the one trend that I see the most is skinny borders or no borders. You know, when Ooh. I started quilting 20 years ago, everyone had a six and a half inch cut border. I feel like there's a lot of skinny borders. There is a lot of scrappy quilts and there are a lot of sampler quilts, which can incorporate all of those things. Um, I also noticed at Quilt Market, there was a lot of people making pants and garments and yeah. taking old quilts, cutting them up into clothing. And I do see a lot of like crochet, granny square, and um, that's not so much quilting, but in garments. So I, I do see a lot of stuff going on with with quilting, crochet, texture, garments. Yeah, that was one thing that we noticed at market as well. Lots of clothing from mm -hmm. old antique quilts. And it was mm -hmm. really cool. I loved it. I would love to do it. I would just be so scared. But I would love to be able to find like a quilt and, you know, like turn it into a jacket. I would be like that cool mom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mom, did you Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, I loved uh, all of the clothing from the Moda team, you know, Lisa Alexander yeah. mm -hmm. and Lexi and a lot of the marketing team from Moda, they mm -hmm. had clothing with quilts or made from mm -hmm. quilts. It was, it was so much fun. Yeah. Are there any new notions that maybe you saw at market or just ones that you're loving right now that we might not know about? Okay. I have one Ooh. and it's the Laura star <laughs> iron and I had never heard of this iron before and we were contacted and they were like, just try this iron. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I'll try an iron. Oh my God. It's like, has changed my life. I like, it is the hottest. Now you don't want to burn yourself, but it's dry steam. And my blocks are so flat. I, I didn't think my blocks could be more accurate now the one downside is it's super expensive but it's so worth it but that laura star iron if you've never tried it and you're ever at like a retreat that has one it's amazing and they have i just have the big one but i'm trying to get Lori holt to try it too <laughs> you'll convince her in no time yeah. i know you will yeah <laughs> yeah so do you use distilled water or tap water or oh, yeah you just use your sink water Okay. Oh. Just whatever, like nothing fancy, which is also oh. really helpful because I used to have to like go find starch and go find distilled water. Now all I have to do is find starch. I can leave the water part out. Oh. And it's a awesome. big, big tank, so you don't have to fill it up as often. And my kids can actually do it. I'm like, oh, fill Ooh. this tank up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the f topic of notions, I just have to tell you, there's this one notion of yours that I really love. It's the Kimberly's Cuts rotating cutting mat. Oh, yes. And I feel like it came in a sew sampler box or something. Mm -hmm. I love it because it like rotates. And yes. the, the biggest thing that I find when I'm videoing is, you know, you have a rotating mat. 
I tend to not rotate it. I tend to pick it up and move it. I don't know why I do that, but that's why I like mine because it's not heavy and I just move it. I guess I feel like if I rotate it, my fabric's going to move, even though it's supposed to be a rotatable mat. So yeah. that's kind of why I like I liked mine just because yeah. I didn't have to worry about it like you know going all over the place and I know it drives people crazy when they watch my videos because you know you're supposed to rotate the mat and I just don't I I don't know why I just I never have yeah well I do rotate it but I I would just like thought it'd be so much fun to have one just a little bit bigger like an eight inch instead of a I, I feel like it's five or six inches. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll talk to Jocelyn. Yeah, that would be so fun because I really, like if I have a block lock on there, I can rotate it while oh, I'm yeah. holding onto the block lock so the fabric does not move. So Yeah, but I wrote I, it down. Okay, awesome. <laughs> well, I can attest to it as well because I showed up at the house to film a tutorial with Billy and mom was like, you're using this and I loved it. So it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. What are the notions that you can't live without, like that you have to have? So I would say that iron, I'm addicted to that iron and I never, you know, it's one of those things that you just think, oh, whatever, I have an iron. Like that's stupid. That's expensive. That's stupid. And then I fell in love with it. I would say the sweet snips, the little tiny scissors, I have like 40 pair and my seam ripper. And I would say creative grid square, square rulers. I am always using the two and a half, one and a half, six and a half, four and a half. And then I end up with my table and it just has square rulers everywhere. And then you can't find the ruler. You can't find it. So I'm trying to figure out a way to where I can get like a little box and just put all my little square rulers so that they're not everywhere all the time. But I would say square rulers and just my seam ripper and scissors Awesome. And the iron. Yes, yeah. and the iron. And her iron. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, I mean, I'm embarrassed to talk about the iron because it's super expensive. Oh. And we sell it, and I feel guilty. It's so expensive. It's just like, but I just was like, oh, whatever. I'm not going to like it. And then I fell in love with it, and I was like, oh. I told Kevin, I was like, I think it's changed my life. He's like, an iron? I was like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh, wow. Because I felt that way when I started using the Rowenta steam iron. I felt like that yeah. changed my life. So, uh-oh. Oh, yeah. If you try this, yeah. <laughs> uh-oh. Ooh, um, mom. But, but I always figure I make so many quilts in a year. If, mm-hmm. if you divided the price of the iron by all those mm-hmm. quilts, it might not be mm-hmm. that expensive. So... Well, one thing they told me is it has a really good warranty. And you know how when you run, like I have run through so many irons. I'm not going to say what brands, but two different brands. I just run through the irons because you're not supposed to use them eight hours a day, right? three days right. a week. So right. this one's supposed to last eight years. That's what it's, oh, that's what they said. Wow. So yeah. So then if you divide that price by eight years, right. it's that's probably awesome. more reasonable. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because I've had years where I was buying two or three irons a year, you know. So. That is what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. So. And awesome. then it, you know, and then I have one at work, I have one at home and it's just, <sighs> it's really nice. Yeah. So anything coming up with Fat Quarter Shop that you'd want to share that? Um, I would just say, you know, if you haven't tried our So Sampler box, we would love that. Um it's such a fun box. We've been doing it eight years, and Jocelyn does a great job putting that together. I mean, you always do a box reveal, which is always really appreciated. Um, 
I love that. I love that we're going to do Stronger Together. We raised money for uh, UNCF. We also raised money for breast cancer awareness. So we're just always trying to do charitable things behind the scenes. And lots of free patterns on our YouTube channel and our website. And I think that's about it. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Just come join me. I would. I do my live streams every Friday on the Fat Quarter Shop YouTube channel, which are really fun. And I love to see comments. I know that's one thing that you, uh, Chelsea, Billy, all of y'all look at is the comments. And I don't think customers realize how much we really read those. And I know on your show, y'all have said several times, you know, oh, we got this idea from this customer or that customer. And it really helps our shows be better. So the more comments you can give, I am like, so for that. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I, I noticed like your last one, you had a lot of ideas that had come through from customers. And comments, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't do everything, but you get a gauge for what you can do. And I don't know. I just, I love the comments because even if it's constructive criticism or even if it's, negative there's a way that i can incorporate that somehow into what i do to yeah. be better you know we always want to it's the new year you know you always want to have you i i just am like a super positive person and i just want everything to always get better and so i'm always looking to do better and i would say that's probably my new year's resolution is to just always do better whatever you're doing now you can always do better whatever that is cooking <laughs> whatever you're doing taking care of your dog yeah it applies to everything <laughs> yeah yeah and on the topic of so sampler boxes yeah those are phenomenal I I love the way that you can get the extras too sometimes there's mm -hmm. extra boxes and and then boy the jolly box was so incredible but it sold out so quickly yeah it's so <laughs> That is like the one thing that I wish that you could predict. And, you know, some years we sell out, some years we have tons left over. We can never predict. We either over order, under order. We hardly ever get it right. But this year, I think on the Jolly Box, we got the number right. But, you know, it's all it's all based on the economy and how the economy is doing and how much disposable. Those are all disposable income things. So. I mean, I wish, you know, we could predict everything and then we would have the perfect amount for everybody. Yeah. Um, I think that was the hardest thing during COVID was just to keep everything in stock. And right. now I feel like now that COVID's over, it's like, okay, everything's calmed down. We can, we can predict a little bit better. Right. Which is nice. Yeah. No. And I know people appreciate your free patterns and I, I love when I write blog posts and I've, I've. I'm able to link to those and they're still there uh, several years later. People just love that because they sometimes they just want to make what you've made. And I love that they can just go to your website and get those. Well, one thing I'm always thinking is, you know, if you're home and you're bored on the weekend, what would I do if my kids weren't home? I would sew. Well, guess what? I already have fabric. Everybody has fabric. Yes. I don't want to. So, I mean, I just want to search for something I can just click download and then just make it real quick I don't want to have to go buy a full book or a full pattern or wait for it to come in the mail so we're just using those free patterns as a way for people to just use what they have and I think that's also another trend is I feel like people are really using up what they have and 
making scrappy quilts by using up all those leftover things instead of always buying something new i do i do think people are um, pulling and using from what they have yeah and and that brings up a question too i know you always do a scrappy quilt each year with leftovers Mm -hmm. from your projects and maybe could you explain a little bit about that like do you do you just save all the project leftovers by collection and then start incorporating them? Or do you kind of make those blocks throughout the year? Or I make the blocks throughout the year. So this year it's called Star Streams. No, it's called Enchanted Stars. Last year's was Star Streams. It's called Enchanted Stars. And so what I do is whatever I'm making, like let's say I'm doing a Moda Block Kids. After I'm completely done with Moda Blockheads, I will just use the remnants of that and make a block. And then say I'm making a table runner, um, just a table runner from the sew sampler box. Whatever's left over, I will make a block. I'll just make it then. And then sometimes I'm able to make a couple of quilts. Sometimes I can only make one. But we do provide a free pattern every year for, and you don't have to use it with scraps. You could use it as a collection. You could do whatever you want with it. But it's just a way, I just felt like I was constantly just having all this leftover fabric and what do I get, what am I going to do with it? So I just tried to come up with ways that other people could use it too. So that my goal is when I'm done to just have a little sliver left and then that's all I have to throw away is the little sliver. Right. I, I should probably start doing that more right when I'm finishing a project, making those scrap blocks right then. That is such a great tip. And also, like, when I'm cutting, I'll be thinking about that scrap block. Oh, I, I'm, I'm going to need a six and a half inch square from one of these pieces. So, you know, I'll try to, like, make sure I leave enough of each of the fabric. You know, I'm thinking about it. I'm even thinking about the scrappy when I'm making the quilt. I might have to move stuff around for my quilt to make my scrappy quilt work, which is crazy. <laughs> Kimberly, you mentioned a few minutes ago your live stream. Do you plan on continuing the same current schedule you have for 2024? Yeah, so I'm going to do every Friday and we do one week we'll sew. I'll sew something, give tips. One week I'll just show, let's see, uh, all my sew along progress. So each week I try to change it up a little bit. And that was one of the customer feedbacks we got um, last year. So yeah, every Friday, as long as I don't have a kid conflict or (laughs) I'm out of town or going to a gift market or, you know, whatever for work, I will be on live stream. I love it. It's, it's really fun because I feel like I get to connect with customers. You know, I don't get to see people in person because we don't have a brick and mortar store. So I get to see what people like. And I mean, it's, it's, you know, and I I know what people are looking for. You know, I know when they're waiting for that next Lori Holt collection or Tula Pink collection or y'all's collection. I know because they're asking. Yeah. And so it's, it's just good to know. I just, it's so helpful to know what customers are looking for using, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I believe we're going to join you sometime in the new year too. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I can't remember the exact date, but I know that we yep. have that in the plan. <laughs> yeah. And the moonbeams, I think I forgot to mention, um, it uses strawberry lemonade, but that fabric ships in January or February. And so our, our quilt along will start February, March, kind of whenever the fabric ships and it's a completely free pattern. I forgot to say that we provide that pattern for free so that you will do- hopefully donate what you would have 
paid for a pattern to make a wish. And we have all, you know, we've done this 11 years. We have 11 full big quilts with tons of details still free on our website and we do that because then we think oh well maybe they'll donate to this year's make a wish yeah oh that's a good idea yeah so we leave them free forever are you going to also do bonus patterns when you hit certain uh, donation goals like you have in the past or I can't remember I actually have no idea (laughs) okay okay I know every once in a while there's like a free setting or pillow right yeah I can totally not remember what we did and you know why it's because we did this so long ago like we do the make-a-wish stuff like months in advance so I've already forgotten what I did yesterday much less two months ago but I I can't remember okay mom you're supposed to ask her on Sunday that's yes (laughs) oh yeah on Sunday exactly Yeah. yeah yeah So other than Strawberry Lemonade, are there any other collections you're looking forward to sewing with this year that we already know about? Um, I'm really excited about Shoreline by Camille because that I'm taking the new Lisa Alexander and Susan Aki book and the Celebrate with Quilts book. And I'm, I, well, I, Sarah colored it for me. She colored Mm. Shoreline in that. And so I can't wait to make all of that. And what I do with those, like that's a big sew along over several Ah. months. But what I'll do is I'll just take three days and I'll just do every single block. Oh, wow. All at once. And that, I mean, I might, sometimes when I do those sew alongs, I'll do stacks and stacks of design boards. That's another thing I forgot to mention. I use design boards like crazy. I don't think I could make a quilt if I was on an island without a design board because it just keeps me so organized especially when I'm doing big quilts like that because I'll just mass cut cutting is actually my favorite thing sewing is not but I love cutting and I love pressing sewing is like yeah whatever I could just pay one of my kids to sit down and sew like sometimes I will have them sew I'll cut half square triangles super big and just have them sew the line and then I'll trim them down oh that's That's a good idea that is so interesting I know I should you should have your girls do that and uh, one of my sons winds bobbins what some of them they they pull triangle paper oh yeah they're in I make them work I'm like get in get in here and I'm like whoever can come in here the fastest for twenty dollars boy you say twenty dollars they're running I'm I'm like taking notes right now because I'm gonna do this I love these ideas (laughs) yeah or like, or I can say, I'll, I'll go get you great American cookies. Cause there's a great oh. American cookie company right by our house, oh. but it's right next to home goods. So oh. then it's like a two for one. I can run into yes. home goods. They can get cookies and I can get my sewing done by bribing them. Yes. You're <laughs> that, a genius. That would probably be a fun trivia question someday. How many design boards do you own? That. <laughs> Oh, I probably have 50 because really? I keep them. There's, wow. there's some here. I mean, I'm looking at some right now. They're all over uh-huh. the studio. And then I have them at home. And so I, we kind of take them from here to there to here to there. So I've got them everywhere. Oh. I even have the one. So when Christopher, Christopher's now 13. When he was like two, he, there was a design board and he got a pencil and he wrote all over the design board. I still use that design board today. And that was one of the ones that I had to make. Oh, um, so I mean, I still use that. It's like, you know, it's got to be 11 years old. Um, 
And sometimes I'll show it to him and say, look, you did this. Remember when you did this? And he's like, what are you talking about, lady? And I'm like, oh, when you were little, you got the pencils out. And you, I mean, you know, it, it didn't ruin it. Right. It's just some pencil marks. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I know. I remember I used to make my own design boards from Lori's mm -hmm. tutorial. Yeah. And I actually have one that she made me. And I just like <gasps> treasure that one because Lori made it and I have yeah. it, you know, but then the rest yeah. I've just bought from you guys because it's a lot easier. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But another question, do you, when you because you said you love cutting, do you cut out the whole quilt at once? It depends. That's what I love to do. That's my favorite thing to do. So if I have like four to six hours, I can do that. But if I don't have enough time, because that's something that I want to start and end the same day. So I never, it just depends how much time I have. Like, um, so I think it's just different and I change it up every time, but that's my okay. preferred way to do it. Because then basically when I, I use a lot of triangle paper and so... I would have all my triangle paper and I would so, so all my triangle paper at one time I would cut it all apart I would call my kids and be like I have $20 who wants to come pull the paper they would pull all the paper at one time I would iron it all at one time and then I would go and do all my hourglass at one time all my square and a square at one time all my flying geese at one time on these just stacks and stacks of boards so you know sometimes I get a lot done because I'm really efficient sometimes I think people think I do more than I really do I'm just really efficient and I like I will charge up with like caffeine I always have a lot of caffeine you know I'm ready to go I've got chocolate caffeine and I'm like just ready to go yeah. and I won't stop like I'm just like I when I set aside my time it's like okay this is my time I don't want to be interrupted I'll try to do it sometimes I'll go home from work before my kids get home that way it's all done before they even come home and have to start their homework yeah. Because then I'm not interrupted. You know, mom this, mom that, you know, just right. get it done. Yeah. And then what about more? Do you ever cut more than one project at a time? Or is it always make no. one project? Okay. <laughs> make a quote. Yeah. You don't have multiple things in progress. Okay. I do, but not the okay. same day. So I have them okay. in different drawers. But when okay. I'm working on something, I only work on that one thing because I am too forgetful and I will screw it up for sure. So yes, I only really work on one project per day, but at the same time, I might have 10 projects going at one time, but for, I'm not going to sew two at the same time because I guarantee okay. there's, I would be sewing the wrong quilt, the wrong fat. I would have it so messed up because I go so fast. Right. I don't think I, I don't think my mind could go that fast. Okay. <laughs> and then one last question about kind of your process. Do you listen to anything or watch anything while Ooh, you sew? Yeah. Oh, I listen to true crime all the time. So I listen to anything true crime. It could be Dateline 2020. It could be a podcast. It could be on Hulu. If there's anything true crime out there, I know about it and I'm watching it. And on Saturday nights, I have to be home at a certain time from dinner. I have to tell my kids we have to be home by this time. So the restaurant we pick and the time we leave depends on this so that I can get home and watch uh Kelly Siegler on Oxygen on Saturday nights. I mean, I, yeah, my life revolves around it. And my kids, they're like, you're morbid. I'm like, no, it's really neat. <laughs> no. They hate it. You seem to enjoy yourself at, was it Crime Con? Is that what it's called? 
Yeah, so CrimeCon is this uh, convention. I've been to it three times. I went on the crime cruise, and it's it's not what you think. It's not. It's all about the victims, and it's it's all about how to prevent it in the future, how to get in oh, the mind wow. of somebody, how like F, it's FBI agents and cops, and how did we get here? What are the mistakes we made? How do we move forward? It's forensic scientists. It's all wow. about the victims, and a lot of charity fundraising goes on there where um, different families who have had uh, victims or loved ones, they'll have charities where they raise money so that they can you know, pick a cause that they want to use uh, in the name of their child or something. But very interesting. I'm. It's really the psychology of it. I'm really into the psychology of how did we get here? Is it nature? Is it nurture? You know, how did you know what what went wrong in our in your life to get you here? Yeah. You know what sure. what could have been. So to me, it's just like you know that psychology of it yeah yeah like how did we get here what what was so messed up in your life that got you here yeah yeah Billy just slided me a note and slid slided he just slid a note to me <laughs> and he said the next time you're in Las Vegas you need to go to the mob museum oh, yeah okay okay, okay. You do. so I actually want to go I've seen it on Peter Santinelli's YouTube channel and I've been wanting to go and my mom loves Las Vegas and she loves oh. um downtown she stays at the four queens she oh. goes all the time and so my brother and I we're trying to plan like every other year we do like a family vacation. And so I told my brother, I was like, can we just go to Las Vegas so I can go to the mob museum? And he was like, there's a mob museum. He's like, I want to go. So we're actually trying to go to Vegas just because we want to go to the mob museum. Oh, good. I know. I want to go to that so bad. And like, if I go though, I'm going to be like, want to go by myself. Like I'm going to tell my brother, don't talk to me. Because I will read every little thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There is. I've, yeah. I've actually been. I went with Billy. <gasps> and it's it's incredible. So, and it's funny too, because I grew up, you know, in Las Vegas in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And so the mob was pretty yeah. prevalent then. And I, yeah. I went to school with kids whose parents were in the mob and whose parents owned hotels. And so it was really fun for me because I saw a lot of names I recognized. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so but my son, Billy, he loves the mob museum. So (laughs) (laughs) that's funny. Yeah, I've I've seen several things with the mayor, the previous mayor who started it. I've watched uh-huh. all kinds of videos with him. He's so funny. I don't yes. I don't know his name off the top of my head, but Oscar Goodman. Oscar Goodman. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. You will have to let us know when you when you yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, because my brother was like, I don't want to go to Vegas. We've been to Vegas a million times. I was like, did you know they built a mob museum? He's like, where? I was like, it's right <laughs> by the casino that mom likes, too. Because we don't like, we don't, don't gamble as much as she does. Right. I don't know if that makes sense. But, like, she will just gamble, gamble, gamble. And I just got to get out of there. And also the smoke. I mean, I like to gamble, but not like her. So, right. I mean, we could leave for eight hours. She wouldn't even know. We'd be at the right. mob. She wouldn't even know we were gone. Right. <laughs> You're like, let's go. Let's go, mom. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Mom's occupied. <laughs> yes. Oh, That'll be a great trip for you. You'll love it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's definitely on my bucket list. I have really wanted to go to that. Uh-huh. Oh. Well. Like, I don't have any interest. Like, I don't want to go to the Smithsonian. I don't want to go to any kind of science museum. We've done that with my kids. And I'm just like, this is the most boring thing I've ever 
done in my life. But a mob museum, I'd be all over it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you could spend a lot of time there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could. Kate, but Kimberly, I love on this topic, I love the way your mind works. Have you ever done an escape room? I just have to ask because I would love oh, yes. to see you in one. Because Okay, so I've done it several times with my kids and we have this one kid. Well, we have four kids, but one of them is really like he's actually tested at the genius level. Oh, he wow. gets us out of the room. Only yeah. him. Oh, him and Kevin are the ones that can do it. And I am like me and Emma are stuck. Peyton thinks it's hilarious. Christopher's like just looking around. But my my son Will and my husband Kevin, they can get us out of any room because oh, they're so like smart. I think I get in there and I overthink. Yes, yeah. But I do like the escape room. I do. Yeah. It's something They're we so do fun. like around Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a great question, Chelsea. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I literally, that. I'm like, I bet you Kimberly would just be awesome in there because of her mind. Yeah. But I uh, overthink them too. So I like hear you on that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, this has been so much fun. I just thank you so much for, you know, it's been a while. I think it's been a couple of years since you were yes. on our podcast. So we, I, I know our audience is just going to love this episode. <laughs> well, thank you so much for inviting me. It's so good to see you guys. And if yes. I come to Vegas, I'll let you know. We can, yes. y'all can come with me to the mom museum and I can meet <laughs> Billy. I don't think I've ever met Billy. Yes, yes. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be so much fun. Go to dinner and the Mob Museum. Yeah. So, yes. Well, well yes. we have to let her have her alone time in the Mob Museum, but yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> she said she was like, "Let me go." Let me yes. go. <laughs> but no, dinner for sure. And yeah, yeah. Oh well, thank you so much, Kimberly. <laughs> we just appreciate thank it. Thanks, thank you, Kimberly. Bye. 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 Okay, so that's it for our delightful conversation with Kimberly Jolly. We thought it would be such a wonderful way to begin the new year. H how better to, you know, bring out the best of 2024 than a visit with Kimberly, <laughs> which we thoroughly enjoyed. And our next episode is going to be on Monday, January 22nd, 2024. We also want to mention that we are going to have a fifth episode this month that will be a listener question episode on Monday, January 29th. So please send in those listener questions so we can have those ready to go for when we take that final episode. All right. So thanks so much for stopping by.